This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian perspective on the news does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Radio K Pulpit or the on-air presenter, but is the independent viewpoint of the individual contributor. Please send an email to info at kpulpit.co.za should you have any further inquiries. Christian Perspective on the News. It's a Friday morning. That means we get to connect with Dr. Peter Hammond, who's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, as well as the William Carey Bible Institutes. Good morning, Dr. Hammond. Hope you're well. On this last Sunday, over 10,000 Zulu people packed into the auditorium at the Kwasi Sabantu Mission Station near Kranzkorp, and uh, they were celebrating 70 years of God's extraordinary grace and mercy poured out on the people of KwaZulu through the extraordinary ministry of Reverend Erlo Stegen. Mm. They were members of the royal families of the Kingdom of Swaziland and KwaZulu, including the Queen of the Zulu, attending. And there was His Royal Highness Prince Mangasutu Butelezi, who gave a moving tribute to what King Goodwill's Valentini had described as God's apostle to the Zulus, Erlo Stegen. And it's quite remarkable when you consider that back in 1838, before the Battle of Blood River, which 16 December marks, there were no known Zulus amongst the Zulu nation. There were no known Christian Zulus amongst Zulu nation, despite the dedicated spiritual labors of British missionaries and American missionaries amongst the Zulus for 18 years previously. So great was the hold of superstition and the reign of terror of the Zulu kings shark and dingon and fear of the witch doctors no zulus were known to have responded to the preaching of the gospel before the defeat of dingon's MPs at the battle of blood river 16 december in 1838 mm. and that's extraordinary you could similarly note that despite the strenuous labors of the famous british missionary robert moffat among and others amongst the Madabili in what later became rhodesia and now zimbabwe there were no baptized Madabili converts to Christianity before the defeat of Lubangula's impis in the Madabili War of 1893. So observing the significance of the Day of the Covenant is in no sense anti-Zulu. I've got many precious friends amongst the Zulu and having read extensively on the history and visited many of the strategic battle sites and museums in KwaZulu, I have to regard the covenant made by the Boers and the Battle of Blood River as the beginning of the spiritual liberation of KwaZulu. Only after the Battle of Blood River did hundreds and then thousands of Zulus come to Christ. And today there are millions of Zulu Christians. And I've just experienced the most extraordinary time and over the years I've been many times to the mission station at Kwasabantu, which I see as the most successful and blessed mission station anywhere in Africa. And when my father-in-law, Bill Bathman, heard me say that, he said, Peter, you can upgrade that to the world. I've ministered in 114 countries in the world, and there's nothing to compare with this work of grace uh, in KwaZulu, KwaZulu Mission. What a phenomenal, amazing place. And it's got to be noted that after the victory of the Dingon's forces at the battle, 16 December 1838, the Afrikaans Christians built a magnificent mission station and church at Ungungunglovo, Dingunstadt, within sight of where the massacre of the Trek leader Petra Tief and his hundred followers, who were brutally tortured and massacred uh, after voluntarily leaving their weapons outside the crawl out of politeness, and the Afrikaans missionaries built a school for the blind and evangelists trained culture, many other expressions of Christian love hmm. for their former enemies. 
And after the final defeat of the Zulu military in the Anglo-Zulu War of 1879, Zulus came to Christ by the hundreds of thousands, and today there are millions of dedicated Christians amongst the Zulu. Now, I'm a descendant of the Vikings, and I look to my former enemy, King Alfred the Great, as one of my spiritual forefathers. Although the original Hammonds would have been amongst the Viking invaders of England, mm. I recognize that the conversion and discipling of the once brutal Vikings began with the military victory of King Alfred the Great and his Saxon armies over the Vikings. And in the same way, I believe I can see many of our Zulu brothers and sisters in Christ rejoicing in the spiritual liberation of the Zuland. They it began with the original Day of the Covenants, and it's an extraordinary story, an amazing thing to see how God works, and God can work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, and what man means for evil, God can use for good, and just as the descendants of the Vikings and of the Madabili can look to their previous enemies as the spiritual forefathers, I believe that the Zulus and the Africana and the English can look back after having been once locked in deadly battle, but now united in Christ. King Keshweo, or he was then Prince Keshweo, was part of an 1868 re reunion of both former enemies at the a battle site on the banks of the Nkorm River, what today is called uh, Blood River. And uh, Prince Keshweo made a speech at that time when they were dedicating a cairn in the middle of where the original deformation lager had been. And he said, since that day, the Zulu and the Boer people have been at peace and they are as brothers and they are good neighbors as though they lived under one roof. And that was the original day of, the, of reconciliation, you could say. And uh, it's an intriguing thing that since that day, the Zulu and the Boer people have always been at peace and have never fought one another. And uh, when the Anglo-Zulu War erupted, uh, the British tried to recruit the Boers to be part of their expeditionary force against Zulu people. And, and there were no Boers interested in joining them. The commander said, no, they're not our enemies. They're our friends and neighbors now. We have no quarrel with them. And uh, the depiction in the famous Zulu film that came out, I think, in 1966 or so with Michael Caine, uh, it's, it's got so much fiction, so much falsehood in that film, which so many people think is well-made, but it's awful history. Um, it depicts a, a battalion of Boers coming past on horseback and saying, no, we, we were no more and they left. In fact, it was Basutu horse who came past. And so in so many ways, the film Zulu is, is awful history. Um, even the way they depict the missionary, mm. uh, who was actually a Swedish missionary uh, at the battle site, but uh, of course, they got so many things wrong, one doesn't want to get distracted. The important thing is this, in the scriptures, the Lord promised in Genesis 22 verse 17, that thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. Mm. Jesus Christ is building his church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And it's an amazing, wonderful thing to see the fruit of the gospel amongst Zulu. I must say, what a magnificent mission station, what a tremendous work of grace. You can see people of all races working together in unity and harmony and on, on so many projects. Uh, Radio Quasi there, I think it's the largest Christian community station in the country, broadcasting in four languages, 24 hours a day, and has been since 1995. Uh, an amazing uh, work of grace at uh, the Aquello water plant, which is uh, like living waters flowing 
54,000 liters an hour being pumped out of there. Uh, interesting because the original farmer who sold that land back in 1970 he sold it because he said there wasn't enough water for his cattle. Hmm. And now they are selling literally millions of liters of uh, some of the highest quality spring water in the country from that land. Their farm, so phenomenal. Their school, they've often had the award-winning students or the best students in the country. So many living waters, the teacher training college, uh, Cedar College. They've got missionaries going out from this mission station all over the world as far afield Mozambique and Angola. They've got uh, clinics and uh, hospital uh, in Mozambique. They've got mission stations as far afield as Romania and Australia. So absolutely tremendous. And I was just taken by the fact that, you know, all of this really began with the original Day of the Covenant uh, back in 1838. And 16 December really should be a day of reconciliation, a day of the covenant, a day when we remember that we serve a faithful God, where the Lord has uh, made it clear that we are blessed in order to be a blessing. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And the phenomenal blessings that flow when we are obedient to God, therefore know that the Lord, your God, he is God. He is the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy to a thousand generations with those who love him and who keep his commandments. That was fascinating. Thank you so much, Dr. Peter Hammond. Fascinating historical and biblical outlook there from Dr. Peter Hammond, who's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, as well as the William Carey Bible Institute. Thank you so much for your contribution today, Dr. Hammond. And just a big thank you from us here in the studio and to our listeners who enjoy you every Friday. Thank you for your contribution throughout this year. And we really pray a, a really wonderful and blessed Christmas time for you and your family and that you will rest well. And we look forward to connecting again in the new year. Uh, thank you so much, Bradley. And we, we praise God for 10 years of Radio Cape Pulpit and five years of Christian Perspective News. It's a great privilege to be part of this. Take care and thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.